Welcome to episode 69, dude, of the Kraken Pod. Did you get that reference? Nice. I'm old. Nice. Yeah, sorry. A podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun along with you. We try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. And the Kraken reaction is the playoff picture blurry. Come on, you know my answer to that one. Uh, job well done against the Preds. I'll take it. And then the Wild flexed on us. Uh, we've got games coming up in the Pacific Division, mostly. Uh, the Ducks, the Kings, the Coyotes. Oh, I forgot to mention. Oh, no, not another homestand. Ugh. All right, so we'll talk about that in the playoffs. No dumb questions. The origin of the puck. Ooh, where did the puck come from? And again, another old reference. Remember Real World? Remember Puck on the Real World? Does anybody remember that? I'm so old. And three stars of the week. What did Joey and I do over the week? It has nothing to do with hockey. It's all stuff that we just kind of loved from our past week. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode 69 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. My name is Jeff Janusik. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. Dude, we're back. We're we're back doing it virtual. We are. This is uh the energy is is um it's it's iffy, which is kind of the energy of the Kraken right now is iffy. I think people are a little Kraken fans are a little uh you know I, they don't know what to think. They've never been here before. Um, it's uh it's a weird time. So here we are. We're doing this digital. Uh, we have gone Tron and we are like actual pixels. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're doing this remotely because my son, um, kept him home from school today. So I couldn't come to the city, uh, where Joey is. So he's good. Just got to make sure that he's, you know, chilling out at home. So anyway, so I'm doing this virtually from the playroom. It's been a while since I've been in here. Uh, I need to clean this shit up. Ah, shoot. And also reminder, that's the last time I'll swear in this episode because my son is hanging around. He's seven. And yeah, um, Joey can swear all he wants because Fuck shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody can hear him, but I'm going to keep it clean just in case. Balls. Stop it. <laughs> which, which I don't do. Okay. So, be, uh, you know, I, I do social media marketing, digital stuff. You, you do digital stuff and write and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, yeah. I was working this morning. I was on Facebook and I was checking out my feed and I got served an ad, which I always study this stuff. I always, it's always interesting to see like how I got served in a certain ad, right? Um, it was a wine decanter, which I love wine. You know, I just bought some wine online. Um, I search wine for clients. We have some clients that deal in wine, that sort of stuff. And uh, so I got an ad for a wine decanter, you know, like you put the wine in and it breathes all sorts of stuff. You can at parties, yeah, 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 yeah. nice thing. And it was, um, it was, uh, male genitalia, like a cock and balls. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't. So now I wouldn't like even say that. If I were... hold, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah, and then the wine sat in the the plums. You know what I'm saying? Like the wine, and then you poured it out through the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see yeah. like uh, like bachelorette parties loving that. Like get a you know yeah. like a big ball of wine and break out like the cock and balls decanter. It's like <laughs> oh you got a drink from the penis. And it's like oh you're so crazy. You got your satchel on. It's like I didn't last time being a bachelorette. I didn't click on the ad, but I did screenshot it. Mm, okay, that's fine. Which do you have your phone nearby? I do, and um, I'm tempted to buy you one and just ship it to your house. 
home. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, wait, I'm gonna. I have it right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text it to you. Unless real quick. like your kids open the mail. Actually, now that I think about, it, it's probably a bad idea. We um, I had some Navy buddies in town. This is like a number of months ago already. And afterwards, for whatever reason, uh, one of the dudes who was always just like pulling shit on other people. Um, one of our friends is always like his phone is always dying. Like he's you know big important corporate guy and he's always on his phone 24 7 and we always give him shit you know because we've known him for years and it doesn't matter like how high he up is whatever um we're like all right dude like we get it you're you're fucking busy your phone's always dying all that stuff like we get it big important boss man over here and so he but he he always needed to charge like every bar you go to he's like hey can i like ask the bartender he's like hey can i borrow your charger which by the way is a pro bar move like if i'm sitting at a bar somewhere and it's not too busy, I will definitely ask if they can charge my phone. But anyways, it is. so afterwards, my friend was like, I'm going um, to send him a high-speed charger in the mail because Thomas is always running low. Like, it's ridiculous. And so he's like, Thomas, give me your address. Like, I'm going to send you something. Thomas is like, all right, here you go. And uh, so he sends him a charger, but he also buys him like a giant, like a 12-inch uh, plastic dildo. But it was like very, like... They put a lot of work in the craftsmanship. It was like, it was like, it was like very veiny. It was like unnecessary details to this thing. And he shipped it with the, with the phone charger and um, did not expect uh, for my buddy to get the package and then to be like, oh, let's see, what, uh, let's see what I got today in front of his two sons who are very little. And then, <laughs> and then his wife was taking a video because he wanted to send us a video of him opening the package. Like, oh, I don't know what they sent me. Like, let me see what it is. And he opened it up. And in the middle of the video, like, he just, like, stops. Like, he's, like, looking at the box. And he looks up. And he's, like, really, guys? Like, really? And then his kids, like, ran over. Like, what is it? What is it? And they tried to, like, grab it and, like, play with it as a toy. He's, like, nope, putting this away. Like, it's <laughs> not playtime. Like, God damn it, you degenerate idiots. But yeah, it was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Does yeah. the video exist still? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's probably like in the group chat somewhere. And by the way, if anybody starts being like, oh my God, you're exposing little kids. It was in a box. My friend like knew what it was. And sure. The just, they immediately just saw him opening up mail like, oh, we want to play with it. He's like, no, whatever, like, whatever this is, this is not, not a play material. And uh, this is going into trash. <laughs> And uh, uh, by the way, I was joking around. I was like, maybe your wife wants it. I, you don't make you shouldn't make something <laughs> like I don't know what's going on in your house. <laughs> check your phone, check your phone real quick. Take a look. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Pop those text messages open, see what you got. Oh, you know what? So I actually pictured it being like kind of cheesy and plastic and weird looking, like what my like we had shipped uh my buddy. This is legit. This is like they like they glass. I'm not even making a joke, they glass blue. This cock and balls. It looks like a, a legitimate, like this is actually pretty cool looking. Oh my God. It's, okay. a little too, it's a little too well done, actually. I kind of wish it were a little cheesier. It looks a little too, a little it too realistic. Ex- the photo that of the means- line spilling out of it. I'm like, all right, like this is like this is enough. And, <laughs> and the worst part about it is it is well crafted. And you know yes. it means it's expensive. You know what Great. I mean? So uh, like yeah, you're gonna pay like a hundred dollars for this like glass. Yeah. Honey, what did you spend a hundred dollars on? Well, let me tell you a story. Yeah. Our our wine night is coming up, and uh, it'd be hilarious. Like that was your drunk purchase. Like you get drunk and you go online shopping. And that's what you buy is like a glass, like cock and balls, like wine decanter. Oh my gosh! Okay, thank goodness this is something that nobody can hear on my end of the 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 podcast. So mm-hmm. I think 
I think it's time to move on. And maybe, maybe this is what to lighten the mood up in the locker room. I'm not sure. Maybe this is something we need to order for the Kraken so they can have a little, little wine and go play some loosey goosey hockey because, you know, I don't know. People might be worried. Let's get into it. Here is your Kraken reaction. So, Joy, before we break down the games, where's yeah. your head at? How you feeling? Let me put on my let me put on my Kraken positive vibes only therapist hat here. I'm a I'm a believer. Where's your head at? You you've never had a a, a team you've rooted for big time um, in a playoff race before when it comes to the NHL. So where where are you yeah. where are you at? So I am actually gonna probably surprise you here. I'm gonna go Jeff Lasso on it. When you said that Kraken fans were a little bit I don't know uneasy or like some weird vibes going on. Um, and that's being like reflected in the podcast. I actually don't feel that way at all, even though the game against Minnesota was really ugly. And I think there was one specific thing that was really telling about that game that we will talk about here in a little bit. But overall, I actually feel pretty good. Like you and I, you know, we, we talk about the upcoming games every week. We essentially called exactly what would happen this week. So I'm going to I'm going to pat myself on the back. You should be patting yourself on the back right now. Yep. Good job. We did. We talked about Dallas being close, but we thought they could win. We said there would be a split against Nashville. I specifically said they're going to take the matinee game because you want a sleepy Broadway versus a Broadway at like 7 PM when Nashville's all juiced up. Um, That worked out in our favor. And then it gets Minnesota. I was not feeling good about that. Um, So yeah, and that's basically exactly what happened, but you know, out of eight possible points on this road trip, they got five. Um, they got five on it. Um, so just one of those things where I don't know, man. Like I actually feel pretty decent. Like Nashville, you know, you had the the shootout game, and every time the crack can go to a shootout, I'm just uh, like, we know how this is going to end. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. But uh, for the most part, man, I actually feel pretty decent going in because like I am setting very realistic expectations um as far as what I see the rest of the season looking like for this team. Well, okay, so that that's I'm gl- I'm so glad to hear that because we're, we're fine, we're fine, and maybe I'm just saying that to make myself feel better, but you know we're fine. The Kraken will make the playoffs. Now, once we get in, are we going to do anything? I don't know because last time I looked, it looked like we were going to play the Wild in the playoffs. So you know, anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, let's yeah, that talk. Would not, that would not be good. They're, I mean, they're just they're they're an awesome team right now. They really they've come on strong since making a few trades, and and they're just. They're killing it right now. But let's go back in time. Yes. Just like the reference to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in the opening. We'll go back in time in a phone booth. Let's go back to last Tuesday in (laughs) Dallas. The Kraken win 5-4 in overtime. What a game. That was an awesome game. Big game for Turbo. What happened in that game against the Stars, Joey? Turbo, two goals, one assist. Uh, Spronger, again, he also scores in the first period. Uh, Kraken, this is a note that I thought was particularly important. Uh, three giveaways to Dallas's 11 in the first period alone. Father Canner, the reliable Father Canner, he has a goal. Uh, the good vibes only parlay hits. And yes, the game, uh, by the way, Joey Decord, pro Joey pod. Uh, his first NHL start since November 1st. He records 25 saves, and he ends up getting the win. Uh, that was uh, for Turbo. That was also his first two-goal game since October uh, 26th of 2021 before he was wow. ever cracking. So first time doing it uh, for the Seattle Kraken. And, you know, there was a good feeling about this game because the Kraken had a 3-1 lead going into the third period. They are 28-1-3 when they have a lead 
after two periods. And I just felt really good about this game. Now, Dallas stormed back in the third period. They ended up tying it. They get a goal with 0.7 seconds left to force overtime. And I think my exact tweet at that moment was, you've got to be fucking kidding me because you just, you saw it coming. They were knocking on the door. They're so good offensively. Uh, their execution was flawless. They were buzzing in the third period. Uh, but lucky for us, uh, Adam Larson, the big cat, Mr. Deep V himself bailed us out with a beautiful, sweet backy in overtime uh, to win the game. And the Kraken ended up uh, getting out of Dallas with a win against a really good team on the road, which was just freaking massive. Also, too, let's not forget is the the way they tied it up with just a few seconds left was Jamie Ben came blasting into the crease yes. and cross checked the shit out of Vince Dunn, clearing yeah, they, the way they, for they him. Did not call that at all. Vince Dunn no. was not happy about that. And it was a it was a cross check to the back, and literally, if you look in the dictionary, cross check to the back. That's There's a photo of Jamie Ben hitting Vince Dunn in the back. Yeah, right. He cleared. He he knocked him on his ass. The puck hits the cord. He turns around, tucks it in. So that was some BS. So it was fate that we were going to win that game in overtime. And I, <laughs> Deep V Larson comes in and just whoop. That was so awesome. So what? A, that was an That's awesome great. game, and it really set the tone for the week going to Nashville. And I do want to say before we talk about Nashville, we're not going to get into it. But man, and that sounds lame to say, but like I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, lots of I know Joey, you 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 are having too. Is a uh, sounds lame to say, but I have been praying for the city of Nashville and what happened with that, another freaking school shooting. Yes. Um, and I don't want to bring the pot, the pod down here, but that's just, that's just unbelievable. What's going on in our country. we got to end that shit. And anyway, so my thoughts and prayers go out to Nashville. Awesome. Amazing city. Great hockey city. Love those people. So I'm thinking about you. So now taking that hat off, let's talk strictly hockey. We go into two games in Nashville. The first game was Thursday night in the evening. And that was, an awesome game because we got a gift. We got an awesome, amazing gift, possibly the best chirp I've ever heard. Maybe the chirp of the year. Would you say it's the chirp of the year? Pretty up there. I mean, the you fucking suck uh, turbo <laughs> to, to Jimmy Lozon, the former Seattle Kraken, who then returns it to him. It's like two, uh, it's like two sixth graders <laughs> on the playground who just discovered cursing, um, who are just yelling things back and forth to each other. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I hate to, I hate to like, bring it back and bring it down really quick yeah 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 i just wanted to say because i do think it's important that um you know we fuck around a lot i mean our our whole podcast for the most part is like predicated on us just having a good time we're the memes podcast yeah and yeah we're 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 the two idiots and that's that's totally fair Uh, that's our brand um but you know this is something that uh, it really like I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, we have like this 24 to 48 hour news cycle and things just kind of get washed over and forgotten about. So um, I was doing a lot of thinking about what took place uh, in Nashville yesterday and it really hit home. And I can't imagine how it is as a parent to, uh, to read the news, let alone even like possibly, you know, experience something like that. Like to me, that's completely unfathomable. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine who was like, who has a, a little daughter, I think she's like three. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I can't imagine like dropping her off somewhere. And that's the last time I ever see her again. Like it's, he was like, I honestly would probably fucking kill myself. And he wasn't saying that like, um, like a cry for help or to even like make a joke. He's like, I don't know what I would do. I mean, like I literally would, it would, it completely would destroy me. And, um, I have a lot of ties uh, to Nashville. I spent a lot of time there and actually one of the victims, a school teacher, uh, a really good friend of mine who also lived in Nashville for like a year and a half. 
um, it's her ex boyfriends who she is close with. It's his aunt. Um, and she found out cause you know, they're obviously friends and he was like sharing and talking about it. So his aunt was a school teacher there and she was one of the victims of what happened. And that family is devastated and they're obviously sad for everybody else too, but it's just, it's fucking horrible, man. And, um, I actually was just thinking on this yesterday and just kind of taking time to like process it and thinking about my nieces and my nephews and stuff like that. And, um, I, I honestly was just so upset. I honestly just started crying. Cause I was just so like, like riddled with grief over this because it's just such a horrific thing. And, you know, you picture, you know, you think about kids like never get a chance. I mean, they're like nine years old. Um, and it's just a horrible act. And, um, I actually did, and I'm, this isn't like a self-promotion thing, but I did take like a quick, and I never done this before. Usually that. if I write something, I will write it and spend like a month kind of like stewing on it and editing and everything. And I kind of just hopped into my sub stack and I wrote something really quick on it. Um, basically just being like, Hey, can we allow ourselves like time to process and like grieve and feel empathy over things, uh, before we start like slinging shit at each other? Because, uh, you know, whatever the resolution to all of this is like wherever people stand on it, um, we're, we're not anywhere, you know, closer than we've ever been to figuring out a resolution because I think it's, uh, you know, before, uh, they're even able to identify like victims of a situation like this. Uh, people are already just hurling things at each other. And it's like, I think um, sometimes it gets lost that like, these are people. And I think um, if we just take a moment to, you know, to empathize and to feel that and to have these conversations, then maybe just maybe uh, we will allow ourselves to actually have like meaningful discourse uh, that will hopefully one day bring a resolution to all of this like heinous bullshit going on. So sorry for the, uh, for the rant there, but that's just something I've been thinking about a lot. And uh, so, yeah, so I want, I wanted to write about it and I did, and it's just been something that's been on my mind a lot. Well, that's well said, man. And that was well written what you put out yesterday. And I think you should do more of that. Just, you know, you're a great, you're, you well thought great storyteller sharing this sort of stuff. You should just blast it out there, man. Um, and I appreciate I'm, it. I'm, we're recording, you know, like we mentioned, um, and I'm in my kid's playroom, like in, in the background, yes, I've got kids drawings on the wall. If that and, was your, if that was your bedroom, I'd be concerned. <laughs> Look, dude, a lot of our artwork in our house, around, yeah, around the house is is actually kids' artwork. So you know, I'm into that. This be collectibles one day. Um, but anyway, I mean, so yeah, it does it does hit home. I mean, like um, our school, the kids go to Catholic school, and look, the, you know, like I'm 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 very moderately moderate when it comes to a lot of my views and that stuff. And um, but I, you know, I am practicing Catholic, and there's a lot of angst against you know the Catholic faith. Uh, some some deserved in some ways. Um, so at our kids school is they fence it off this year. They have security, um, you know, and it's something that makes you go like, well, you know what, the, the way we are in this country right now is, is, is this is probably a good thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's tough. It is tough to think about that sort of stuff. And there's just a lot of, it's just, there's a lot of anger out there. And I don't think that, I don't think that our country is doing a good job of dealing with that. And I think that there's just a lot of anger selling, right? Like people just like, it, it, it doesn't matter where you stand on, on anything. It's just, if you look at the news, if you just watch things, it's just, it's, it's social media. I mean, it's meant you, you just, people just want to be angry all the time. And mm -hmm. like you said, is we've got to figure this out. We got to have a meaningful discussion, but people get to 
angry over things. And I'm not talking about a school shooting. Like you should be angry over that. But anyway, I think things get way too trivial. We get lost and we get in the weeds and get angry about stuff that doesn't matter when we really should come together to think about how we can solve problems without just getting mad and telling people like you're wrong. You're a moron where yes. you could, you should just say like, you know what? That's a good thought. Let's think about that. Let, let's let's, you yeah. know, maybe that's not how I think, but like, let me hear what you think. Like, but it's crazy that we can't do that anymore. Um, yes. But I just feel like the, I think there's a lot more people out there who think like we're talking, right? Uh, mm. But there's a lot of people out there that have a voice that are just in the business of making people upset. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of that needs to be cleaned up. So anyway. Yeah, anyway. no, I agree. I think uh, the main thing here for me is like focusing on commonality versus like divisiveness, I think would be the biggest step. Right. So you have an issue that everyone agrees is an issue. Right. No matter where. Like, you know, no matter how you think it should be resolved, where you stand politically, any of that shit, like toss all that out the window and look at the commonality that we all have. And I know that's easier said than done because it's not, you know, it's not your uh, uh, your natural instinct, especially like in this age of media. I mean, shit, I've, I've been trying to like untrain myself to think that way for a very long time. And it's not easy because I want to you know, like go off on on rants and just like you know, not like force my opinion down people's throats, but I get why people are, I'm passionate about a lot of things too, but I think we focus on commonality and find a way to have a, like we both just mentioned, meaningful dialogue and discourse and be like, okay, here's, you know, we, we all agree that we want this to end. We need to fucking sit down and actually be adults here instead of just slinging shit back and forth. And then maybe just, maybe we can come to a resolution because what we're doing right now is a definition of insanity. You're just repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And we're not getting, we're not getting different results and everyone just gets, gets angrier and angrier and more frustrated. So that's uh, that was the whole point of what I wrote uh, for my, my sub stack yesterday. And that's why, you know, and I, and again, I was just in the process of grieving and processing everything and, and that stuff, even if I agreed with it was the last thing I wanted to see in the moment. I was like, I don't even know these kids names that just passed away. Like, like, let me, like, let me process this first. Like, this is a lot, man. Yep. No, it's a lot. I think that, and by the way, you should go to pass the everything.com and sign up for Joey's Substack. Um, It's free to do. And it's awesome. Joey's a great writer. He's doing local writing here, which I've been waiting to see your, your jazz fest write up stuff. Next month that that's coming out. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, um, I think during COVID, all the trolls out there who didn't have access to the internet figured it out. And now we have like twice as many fools online who are just mouth breathers and going like, and they're misspelling and they're coming in even mm-hmm. into, into hockey Twitter. And they're being like, you're a, you're a moron. And <laughs> they, anyway, so long story short, Anyways. I'm praying for Nashville again. You know, that doesn't really do a lot, but at the same time, you know, we're thinking about you, Nashville. So let's talk hockey. Well said, Joey, the I Preds. Guess. And I want to talk, I do want to break down. We just talked about it. We just kind of touched on it. Um, the turbo to Jeremy Lozon chirp. Yes. So Jeremy Lozon was behind his net and he was <laughs> looking to set up, he was sit, looking to set up uh, an outlet pass, right? Like mm-hmm. defense defensemen go behind the net and they let guys cycle and get into their, you know, their set plays and they're going to do a breakout pass. And turbo was forechecking and he was in front of the goalie and he was trying to keep Lozon at Lausanne at, at bay, right? So mm-hmm. Turbo turns to him and says, you fucking suck. Shoot, I'm swearing. Yeah, um, you're kid, you're kid. I know, I know, I know. And what the best part was <laughs> he chirps right back, credit to Lausanne. He's like, you effing suck. <laughs> <laughs> 
So like the way it was even inflected was hilarious. Now here's my thing is I think people were talking about this is like, do they not like each other? Is this something where it was like a legit beef? Uh Is it just something where like turbo took advantage of that and is just screwing with him as a professional athlete, knowing that like, Hey, you know, this guy's cool, but I got to screw with him because that's my job as you know, turbo is just one of the best antagonizers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, was it friendly fire? Do you think it was friendly fired or do you think it was like, he, he really wasn't liked and that's why he was shipped off. I honestly don't even care the context behind it. I did see some stuff that was like, they're actually friends. And this is just, I mean, Turbo, if you ever heard him mic'd up, this guy is running his mouth to everybody on the ice. It's like, I think if this guy was, uh, was mic'd up 24 um, seven, he would be a very polarizing figure in the NHL. A lot of people will love him. A lot of people will be like, I can't believe the words that come out of this dude's mouth. I personally love it. I understand. I played sports for a, a very long period of my life. I understand there's a lot of things that are said uh, in the heat of the moment. I obviously was never a freaking professional athlete, so I don't know. But no, I freaking, I don't, again, I don't care about the context. I thought it was great. And I was laughing because I was like, Turbo was just communicating to Jeremy Lozon what the entire Seattle Kraken fan base was thinking about his style of play last year, which is you fucking suck. So <laughs> I, th- I thought it was a great moment. I'm glad it was captured. I'm glad Lozon did it back. I thought it was freaking hilarious that that, that that moment was captured. All right. So, okay. I, I think you're exactly right. I, in beer league hockey, when I played half of, half of my joy came from yelling at my friends, right. Yeah. And like screwing with them and having fun on the ice. So I can guarantee you that's what that was, which is great. So let's talk about something is pro joy podcast, joy Decord. Holy yes. smokes. Just on fire. Had an amazing game. And then, you know, we got to talk about this because we lost in an OT in a shootout. Um, we just, when it comes to the, when it comes to even strength, I'm taking the Kraken, but anything, anything else, penalty kill, power play, special situations, a shootout. They just need to step their game up next year. Yeah. When it comes to even strength, they are literally the best five on five team in the NHL. That stat was actually thrown out um, in a game against the wild and we'll get there in a second, but yeah, pro Joey podcast, Joey Decord. He stood on his damn head. I didn't think he was going to get the start in Dallas, but he did. And he plays again, this game in Nashville, 23 saves. I think his save percentage was like a 0.95 or a 0.96. I mean, it was way up there, but unfortunately he gets the loss because the Kraken just couldn't generate another goal. Uh, Spronger scores again. Um, and then he scores a little over two minutes into the game. And that is the only Kraken tally throughout the rest of the game, man. It was just one of those things where it's like they just couldn't generate a goal. They have plenty of opportunities, um, a lot of whiffs, and uh, the loss ends up snapping a six-game road winning streak for the Seattle Kraken. And we did get the point, so that's great and all, but it's one of those things where it's like this game was up for grabs and they could have taken it, and they they just didn't bring it. So one thing that was brought up, too, was in the overtime, people were asking, why is it four on four? Because they mm. played, they played four on four for for the overtime. Well, it's because there was a penalty going into overtime, and when there's a penalty in overtime, which overtime, as you probably know, is three on three, right? Mm. So they rather than go if there's a penalty to having two players, like three players um, on the power play and two on the penalty kill, they make it four players on the power play and then three players on the penalty kill. So basically if there's a penalty in overtime, you get an extra man on the ice, right? Mm -hmm. So when that penalty expires, well, 
they allow that fourth person to come back on the ice. So that's when it turns into four on four, which kind of yes. you know, screws some stuff up. Yes. Because, because, you know, you practice three on three for overtime the whole time. So, and the Kraken have, have arguably gotten better in overtime as of late, you know, regardless of the shootout, the shootout's still a, a major problem. It's a major problem. Those guys just dance around. I'm like, hey, here's an idea. Put the puck in the back of the net. Um, not that they are not aware of that, but, you know, let's be real here. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, the matinee game, I think the only matinee game that I've looked forward to uh, in the entire season, which says a lot considering it's over in like, well, like a week and a half, two weeks, uh, the Kraken end up winning seven to two. Eleven different skaters for the Seattle Kraken end up having a point. This has been the strength of the team the entire season, and it was on full freaking display for this game. Um Golvenin goes off. He scores twice. He was on Hattie Watch, and we'll talk about the interview with Piper after the game. He has 15 goals since joining the Kraken. Uh, Spronger scores again. That's his third straight game with a goal, which ties a career high, and it was greasy as hell. Uh, Donato, I really like that play. Uh, you know, skated uh, up to the crease, was really aggressive, put the puck on net. Uh, Spronger right behind him, gets the rebound. And it was just a great goal. Uh, the Kraken, this is a really fun fact here. They held Nashville, I don't know if you saw this, Jeff, to one shot on goal in the first period total. And that is tie for the franchise record, which is not a record they would like to have. The franchise record for the Nashville Predators for least shots on goal in an entire period. And inversely, that was actually the best that Seattle has ever done in a period. So it was like a, a weird kind of a cool um, little note there. And then uh, Larson, Beniers, Bork, Strand, and uh, Father Canner, they all scored as well. So all around, phenomenal game. This was like straight-up hockey porn. Middle of the day, Saturday, cracking going off. Broadway, um, you know, national, not awake yet. People are still hung over. The pedal bikes are not even out yet. You know, the trucks aren't driving down Broadway. Um, the flatbeds with like, you know, the girls and like their sequin cowgirl uh, boots and hats and, and dancing to shitty songs. And the Kraken took advantage of it and they whacked the hell out of the Predators. That was awesome. I actually had to kind of follow along on Twitter because, and this is finally ending is the kids sports Saturday was just, you know, a soccer day. So it was like, we had a double header. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I was following along as I was watching my, my daughters play, uh, soccer. So that was awesome because once the floodgates opened, it was just nice. It was nice to enjoy the game without having to have the stress of like, are we going to get this win? Yeah. So like you said, uh, leaving Nashville with some points, um, which was great. We needed to do that to kind of keep them at bay because they had been coming in hot on the wild card race. And then we're recording this Tuesday, this Tuesday afternoon, last night in Minnesota. Wait, you're you're uh, forgetting you're forgetting the Golvenin interview with Piper. Oh, we have we to can't. We have to we have to mention. We got to mention. It. No, no, no. See, Please, you didn't give me a chance. You didn't I'm, give me a chance. Oh, I was going to oh, say. No. I was going to mention <laughs> Minnesota. I was going to mention Minnesota because Piper is from Minnesota. Oh, uh, that's so what you were Piper, doing. Yeah, so let's talk about Piper Shaw, Minnesota native. She went to Southern Minnesota University State. St. Cloud State. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, that's a great hockey school. I know. I'm sorry. She, but whenever we <laughs> talk to Pate and when we talk to Piper, um, she's, you know, we talk so much about college hockey. I get confused because she knows. And then, like, there's the high school hockey tournament in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so knowledgeable about hockey. She like yes. shouts out all these different like colleges and I'm like, I can't follow it. She's just like a, you know, that, that, that gif, uh, from the, the, uh, what's, what's that movie with Zach Galifianakis, the, the, the hangover when he's got the math. Oh, yeah. that, oh yes. That gif, yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That, 
that's Piper Shaw when she's talking about hockey and especially Minnesota hockey. So anyway, long story short, it's like, let's talk about hockey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she is. She actually is. Yeah. She's writing that, that code right now for that, uh, that app, the hockey part. <laughs> um, actually, whenever you ask a hockey question in the chat GPT, it calls Piper and she sh- yeah. sh- shoots out. She's the a very busy gal. So we appreciate very, that. very busy. And also good. Nice reference calling her a gal. It's like very 1920s. I love that. Thank um, you. Yeah. So she asked the important questions because I tweeted out uh, a, 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 a screen capture from the Kraken account of an interview. And somebody asked him if he knew that the nickname out there for him was Golvenin. Mm-hmm. And I put that out there and Piper comes into our Twitter. She's like, hey, that was me. I did it for the memes. I was like, oh, of course it was you asking yeah. the important questions. Yes. And he's aware of it. He's aware of the nickname. So Golvenin is officially official. The next thing that needs to happen, and everyone knows what needs to happen next, Vince yep. Dunn, the Undertaker. Well, like I'm going to do some. That needs to be that he needs to be made aware. I'm I'm just guessing that he might know about it, but no. we, I want I want this shit on video. I want him to talk about it. I'm going to reach out to, to Pipes to get her, hopefully, if she can, on the podcast in the next week or so to preview the playoffs, right? But then we have to like pay her or give her like little question money, like in an envelope, like under the door, yes. unmarked bills. We'll send so her a she- bunch of merch. Like, here you go. Here's some beers for Beneers t shirts. Like, just help us out a little bit. You know? Yes. Just got to ask that question. But also, I'm going to do some Einstein level, you know, philosophical stuff here. You know, if Golvenin, you know, Ellie, Gol- Ellie Tolvin, which I don't even know his re- real last name anymore. Tolvenin. I also like calling him the Finn Finisher, but that's just me. That's pretty good. That's a, that's his wrestling. That's his wrestling name. <laughs> that, should be like, that should be like his like his final move. Finishing like move. Finisher. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna say if a equal a plus b equals c, which is mm-hmm. if if Ellie knows about his nickname Golvenin, then I would say Vince Dunn has at least heard and is aware of the nickname Dundertaker. Yeah, that's what I'm it, saying. It's quietly okay. I'm sorry. I, I just, I just, I was just doing more of the math. I was just putting okay. some more. Anyway, no, so I see what you did there. I appreciate. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just helping you out, just kind of explaining the actual, <laughs> you know, ph- 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 philosoph- philosophical, mathematical equation, yeah. philosophizing. Yes. All right, so we beat Nashville seven two, and then we go to Minnesota, where Piper is from. She's loving life back in Minnesota. The Kraken were not. They end up losing five to one, and this game did not look good. With the rib, oh, let me let me go back there for a second. I actually watching the entire game. I thought the Kraken actually looked pretty decent. Like they had a lot of energy. They generate a lot of opportunities for themselves. The defense wasn't the best, but let's keep it real here. That goaltending was atrocious. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. Um, at the end of the game, you know, we we being the Kraken outshot. Minnesota 36 to 20 uh, end up losing five one. We, uh, we get a, a Hattie for Boldy. And um, I actually found a really good quote from the individuals over at a Davy Jones locker room. And then the quote is Grubauer got chased tonight in a game where Matty Boldy was able to get a low danger shot from the boards off through his legs and hit the opposite corner of the net from where he was on the ice dot, dot, dot. And he scored. I don't care if the Kraken were having a bad night defensively. That cannot happen. I could not agree more. Um, it was extremely frustrating to watch. Uh, you know, Gruby gets chased from the game. Jones comes in, and he gives up a really weak goal as well. 
Um, overall, he played okay, but it's one of those things where it's like this game was really telling. And as I'm watching the game, and this is the thing that I, the big, the big takeaway where I'm not hitting the panic button, I still feel fine about the Kraken. I'm being realistic about my expectations. But my biggest thing away from this game is our goaltending this year is still the biggest issue. I, I want to like, I should have pulled this up before the, the podcast started, and this is on me, but I'm curious to see of all the teams that have like locked in a playoff spot or right there. I would love to see where their goaltending ranks around the league and what their average like save percentage is. And then I want to compare that to the Seattle Kraken because the reality is like we are, we are like, uh, we got to be bottom tier when it comes to that. So it's just one of those things where it's extremely frustrating. And for me, that tells me one thing, which is what we've kind of known all year. For the most part, we had stretches where like Groovy was playing really well. There was that stretch like like early January, late December, where like Martin Jones was standing on his damn head every single night, not sustainable. We were hoping, <laughs> crossing our fingers that we just like got really lucky and just like whatever. Um, but it's one of those things where this tells me that the Kraken are going to basically out have to outscore every single one of their opponents. Like this is just going to have to be the formula for the team. Uh, we got to get Burakovsky back. We need everyone to contribute because the goaltending and also the defense susceptible um, just it cannot be relied on, man. We've had a whole season worth of data. We know what this team is. It's time to face the music and just be real about it. So let's talk about the playoff picture, because I think you just nailed, you know, if we're talking about a playoff preview, which we will do. We've got to put in like these things must happen for us to have success in the playoffs. And you just nailed it right there is we need a hot goaltender. I don't know who it is, but the crack and have, you know, like what nine games left to try and figure out who that's going to be because mm-hmm. this is going to happen here. Here's the current playoff picture, right? Is you're pretty much set in the central division. You're pretty much set in the Pacific division, Minnesota, Colorado, Dallas, Vegas, uh, Los Angeles, Edmonton, you know, they're all in, right? So we're going to be in that wild card spot. I think Edmonton talking about the Pacific, uh, Las Vegas is at the top of 98 points. LA has 96. Edmonton has 93. Um, Vegas has about uh, nine games left here. Same with LA. And then Edmonton's got uh, eight games left. We have got nine games left. Yeah. So behind us, because we hold the first wild card spot, right? And the top two in the wild card race go in. Winnipeg is behind us. With 85. Now, luckily enough, Winnipeg is not in our division, so that's fine. They have mm-hmm. 85 points, and then Calgary has 81. Nashville has 80. So currently, we have 88 points, and the next team that's sniffing, possibly jumping into a wild card spot is Calgary with 81 points. Yes. So, you know, I don't have the technical math skills to say here's what needs to happen over the next several games. For the, for the remaining games for the Seattle Kraken, but we have a seven-point cushion. Mm-hmm. As long as we don't lose every single game and Calgary and Nashville don't win every single game, which is not going to happen, yeah. we're going to be fine. So as long as Seattle does their thing and just you know keeps you know winning a few here and there, we're going to be okay. I don't know what the magic number is. That means like the number of wins or points yes. you need to be a lock. Yes. But it is nice to see that Calgary has 74 He's played 74 games, so that means they have eight games left. We have a game in hand uh, uh, going up against them. So basically, we have nine games left, right? Yes. Now, Nashville, Nashville, they've got 10 games left, so they've got an extra game ahead of us. So long story short is, 
just looking at the stats, looking at the standings, we should be okay with the wild card. We should be fine as long as the Kraken don't implode, which they have not imploded all season long. They've had their struggles, but they haven't imploded. So we're all right. You're consistently inconsistent, right? Like, I mean, that's that's kind of, uh, I mean. Unless they're on we, the road. Unless, unless they're, they're on, on the, road. the road. I mean, shit, can we go, you know, can we do with the uh, that Canada road trip again where we just wax every team in the NHL and set like an all-time record? Um, that would be fantastic. But looking ahead, uh, you know, to these next couple of games, um, two out of, out of these three, I expect wins. And against Los Angeles, like, I would love a surprise W here. You want to go into the upcoming schedule? I do. I, I do just want to say this is Kraken get in the playoffs. And I saw a stat last night that said when we score and we win the first period, we win like 80% of the games. If we lose the first period, we lose like 80% of the games, right? So I think this is no matter who we play, no matter what position we get in in the playoffs, we have to win that first game. Right. And and hopefully we're on the road because God bless the road for the Seattle Kraken. And we need to have a great goaltending game there because you get some confidence in a playoff win and the first ever playoff win for the Seattle Kraken. And you get that confidence from a goaltender. Boom. On fire. Streak happens. Magic happens. You go. So this first game for the Seattle Kraken, the first playoff game ever has got to be their best effort of the season. So let's talk about these next few games. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and you know what, here's the thing, like we have the talent to do this and we've seen it throughout the season, like when our goalies get hot. So they are very capable of doing it. It's just a matter of, will that come together when it really matters? And that's gonna, that's honestly like the big kind of question mark that's hanging over the head this Thursday at home, Clement pledge arena against Anaheim. We just played them March 7th. Uh, so it's been three weeks now we won five to two. Again, they are one of the worst teams in the entire NHL. They are worst in goaltending and second to worst in goals scored. This is a game the Kraken need to look at on their calendar and circle it as a W, but don't take them for granted because for whatever reason, the Ducks are feisty against us. Go in there and handle business. I'm not taking anything for granted. These All these games make me worry for different reasons. Anaheim, because we beat them in the last game we played with them not too long ago. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. Also, too, it's a homestand for us. It's a homestand for us. And the mm-hmm. Climate Pledge does not make me feel good. Obviously, I've never been to it. So I'm sure as a fan, it's amazing and awesome. But for the Kraken, they just they don't feel it yet. So yeah, that makes me worried. Now, L.A., L.A., look, I'm kind of in my head thinking that's that could be a loss right there because L.A. is super hot. They're a really good team. The goalies are a little suspect, but they're a really good team. And I'm wondering if, like, you know, the Kraken might surprise us there and step their game up and get that win, which would be nice. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're 43, 20, and 10. They are second in the Pacific. As of now, Tuesday afternoon, they've won three in a row against really solid teams, Calgary, Winnipeg, and St. Louis. They score a ton of goals. Top five team in the league. They're actually number four in the NHL when it comes to scoring. Uh, their goaltending is kind of meh. It's like mid, as the kids say, Jeff. Mid, by the way. You're welcome for that term. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. They, <laughs> they give up an average of 3.23 goals per game. So if the Kraken can get you know hot and you know get production from all of their lines and do what they did, you know, a la Saturday matinee in Nashville, this is a game that the Kraken can win. Like they know the weakness of LA. 
Um, we just need some good freaking goalie play, man. Like that's the thing that we need the most. And hopefully we get it against Los Angeles on Saturday. Now, Monday against the Coyotes, I'm going to tell you this is mm-hmm. that I think that's the best worst, one of the best worst teams in the NHL. Now that they've lost five in a row, but they're very competitive. They played Edmonton last night. They almost beat them. Mm. Or was it the night before? I'm not sure. I don't know. But it might have been the night before. Yeah. Tight game, right? They've lost a bunch in a row. But Arizona, I'm I'm gonna say because they, they are in the Bedard race. And actually, nice. this draft, this draft class is pretty awesome. So I think Arizona could be a Cinderella next season. So I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. That game also worries me a little bit there. So again, I'm not going to have any expectations for these games. I'm kind of feeling Anaheim LA wins and then laying a big old flaming turd against Arizona. No, I'm going, I'm going opposite. Kraken are going to win this game. Arizona is not good. Like you just alluded to, they have lost five in a row. Something's going to give. They're not going to lose every single game here on now. 27, 35 and 13. They're seventh in the central. Um, they're just, they're not a good hockey team. Um, and it's one of those things where uh, for some reason, and we talked about, I think last week, they are really good at home, but guess what? We're at climate pledge arena. The Kraken are going to handle business. It's time. Like things are starting to get real. Uh, the Kraken are going to, to win this game. They're going to do it handily. I'm calling it now. Okay. All right. I, I like your positivity. We got Joey Lasso over here. I like this. Just keeping, yeah, I'm just keeping it real. I didn't know if you were going to say something else. I was not quiet. <laughs> I was looking at, I was looking at stats, and I thought you were like, oh, okay, oh, man, I'm is, he, uh, is he teaming me up here? I'm not really sure where he's going with. No. But yeah, no, I feel good. I'm, I'm calling a, I'm calling a win there. Awkward pause. Hey, by, by the way, how pause. are, how are your, how are your brackets doing? Are they completely destroyed? For the I mean, yeah, trash. I had, uh, I had Alabama going all the way uh, to the. I think they had my ad as the champion, actually. So. Yeah, it's uh those days are over. But this is why Mark Janis is great, man, because you never freaking know what's going to happen. There's like no number one seed left, and you know, there's all these crazy storylines of like San Diego State and UConn and all that. So yeah, man, I'm pumped. Yep, it's um it has been fun to watch, and and I'm I'm still putting up my my positive vibe parlays uh for the Kraken. I'm still I don't care even if I think the Kraken are are in trouble. I'm putting down that positive vibes with DraftKings Sportsbook. The app is awesome, and with the NCAA tournament going on right now. New customers can bet five bucks on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus for a limited time, all customers can score a no sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament, which actually that's already happened. I should have deleted that. I am sorry. DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, go to the app, opt in, and place a no sweat bet this weekend. It's still, this still is going on. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet to back up to $10, up to $10, you get that bonus bet back, right? So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I cannot wait for DraftKings Sportsbook uh, playoff betting uh, in the NHL. Also, too, um, I love golf. I don't watch enough of it, and I'm going to be ready for the Masters coming up in a few weeks. So I'm definitely throwing some money down on that, which love is uh, which is pretty awesome. So thank you, DraftKings Sportsbook. So let's talk about no dumb questions out of the blue. This is a really good one. No thank dumb you. questions, by the way, right? No dumb questions, by the way, is where 
if you have a question, you're afraid to ask, you know, I, I, I don't know who to ask. I, I don't want to ask other podcasts that I might listen to, which were the only one you should listen to. Actually, no, there's a lot of good Seattle Kraken podcasts out there that we really like. But there's some other ones out there. If you ask them a question, they'd be like, <laughs> you're a fool. Hmm. And they would they would delete you. I don't and and I don't even know how to do that, but they know how and they can delete you from listening. I don't it's it's yeah. crazy. So anyway, you ask us any question you want whatsoever, and we'll put it in a segment called No Dumb Questions. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. So Joey, what is this week's no dumb question? This week's no dumb question. And again, I was just looking at random hockey facts, and this question is what were hockey pucks originally made out of slash like, what is the story of the origin of the puck? Did you know any of this stuff? I'm seeing some of your notes. I did not. Well, I did. I know <laughs> some of it, but the first, the first one, the first note, uh-huh. pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. First note here. Uh, the original hockey puck was made out of frozen cow shit. I kid you not frozen cow shit um so yeah and uh, they would only last for one game because they would either a warm up and then you can't use that and now it's getting real sloppy out there i want me ice (laughs) or b it would get too frozen and then you wouldn't be able to use it so they would only use frozen like these cow patties uh for one game uh so these were eventually actually replaced with wood but the wooden pucks were actually square because they thought that like these square uh these square pucks would be the best way to keep the puck out on the ice. And then like almost like concurrently when the wooden pucks came out, rubber pucks also began to be in use. They were also made into squares at the time and they were cut down from lacrosse balls. And if you actually go to the hockey hall of fame, uh, the first one ever used for the first ever organized game of hockey, which took place in Kingston in March 10th of 1886. uh, Really? yeah, that puck is actually on display. And then, you know, moving forward, uh, so that was 1886. That was organized hockey. But in the 1870s, they actually were making flat pucks at that time. Uh, they were also still being made of wood and rubber. And uh, the final note here is the Victoria Club of Montreal are the ones that are credited for making and using the first round rubber pucks or the pucks that we're used to today. And that started in the 1880s. So that is who was credited for doing it. It took until the 1880s. So, you know, we had a handful of years there where we went from frozen cow shit to wood to uh, squares uh, to rubber. And then finally the round rubber that we're using today. You know, I guarantee you that some museum in Canada has a freezer in the basement that's just like in the back behind some old like, you know, dinosaurs in amber, you know, whatever. Uh, There's probably like a wrapped up package, kind of like, you know, you know, people put their wedding cake in the freezer. It's unlabeled. And that is actually the frozen, the first like frozen cow shit uh, hockey puck. Uh And like, it's probably just sitting somewhere in Canada or Mm -hmm. it's literally like, you know, in some, some parts of Canada, it's just like, always cold so maybe mm-hmm. like there's some pucks sitting out there they're like you know you look like rocks but actually they, what if they were the first ever you know frozen cow poop pucks yeah i'm poop with you pucks. man just throw them on the ice and use them for a game hopefully not longer than that because it's gonna get weird business idea i'm gonna go look at godaddy and see if like maybe poopoopucks.com is available <laughs> Just saying. I love it. I think that's fantastic. Because what if there's some sort of like a throwback game where we go, we throw it back. And what if like, 
in a few years were so bored with like the outdoor games, right? Um, that they start going like, well, let's do outdoor games, but let's like really go back. Let's do like throwback games. Let's play it like they used to play it. And they bust out the frozen cow poo poo pucks. And then all of a sudden, boom, poo poo pucks.com blows up. And we're selling, you know, we're selling I mean, buku poo poo pucks. Yeah, poo poo pucks. I mean, we could charge probably 20 bucks for those things and it's free. <laughs> it's free to make. We're just shipping frozen cow shit. Handmade. Handmade. Yeah, handmade. We're packing it. We're packing the poo ourselves. We've got our hands. Like We're forming little patties, and yep. we're shipping it overnight because if we don't, yep. you're just going to get melted cow shit from yep, exactly. your front door. You're going yeah. to think you got pranked, but guess what? You just paid $50. $20. You just Ooh. all that stuff. This is like $50. So it's yeah. And no refunds. Sorry. Once you order the poo-poo puck, that's it. All right, so let's get into our three stars of the week. This is where, you know, Joey and I, we don't, it's not hockey, right? It's not like the end of the game where we're eating fish. This is just something where we're talking about um, things that happen in our life and, and we're ranking it, just some stuff, you know, that, that we're loving right now. So welcome to our three stars of the week. And again, <laughs> I don't remember. I have to make a mental note. Who, who started it last week? I don't know. Let's just, let's just roll with it. All right, I'll do it. Okay. Number three. I'll remember. Next week, it's you. Next week, it's you. You didn't I even think spell I'm it gonna... right. What is that? What was that note you had there? Influencer. Influencer. Thank you. Oh, correct. Okay. <laughs> I, my, I'm going to become a Costco influencer on TikTok until TikTok gets banned. Okay. Um, so you have to so buy per- like a month, maybe. Yeah, which it's not going to get banned. They're just it's playing chess. Get yeah, it's not going to get banned. There's too much money involved. They're going to figure it out. It's just they're just trying to like slap like, hey, China. US, here's here's a trillion dollars. Stop acting like you care about people's security. Here's what happened. They said, "Oh, okay, guys, you're sending your balloon over here, making it real obvious that you're spying. Can you can spy on us? Just don't make it that obvious. <laughs> you made it way too obvious." Now we got to slap you in the face. We've been talking about banning TikTok for a couple years now. Now we're stepping it up. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about banning TikTok. There's no way a bunch of old ass politicians are going to ban something that's going to piss off 150 million potential young voters in the in the United States. They ain't banning it. It's not going to happen. Now watch it happen tomorrow. I like, um, I, like the, I like the angle there. I like the angle you took there. I'm just saying. So anyway, so I'm going to become a Costco influencer. First of all, here's what's going on. I go to Costco like once a week because we got a million kids and we just go through so much stuff. And I do enjoy Costco, but I've noticed it's pretty simple. Is is like other there are Costco influencers out there that like are getting hookups and and turning this into like their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and all they're doing is just walking through Costco, which I do weekly, and taking videos of like here's a new product alert from Costco, and like. Trust me, I'm there so much. I know the new shit. You're like, new? I saw that six hours ago, bud. Yeah, so my TikTok, my personal TikTok, at Jeff Janusic, I was there yesterday. I put, I'm put. i just posting. I made three videos in the past 24 hours. Simple BS. I just put it out there. I'm going to become a Costco influencer. I like watch it. out. I have 200 followers. It has begun. Do you so need watch to shorten out. your handle to make it easy? Should it be like Jeff J or something like that so you're easier to find? Have you thought about that? Maybe Costco Daddy or like Oh, that's a good one. Costco Daddy. I'm yeah. super into it. I'll, you I'll check on that. Like, you need like one random thing that you wear. Like so it's so you're also like making your own brand. Like you always have sunglasses on inside of Costco or something like that. Like you need to think of something. So like when people see you like, oh shit, that's Costco Daddy. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I gotta buy it from Costco. You're right, brand is everything, buddy. 
That's, That's what I'm saying. Idea. Like you need to have like one unique, maybe have like a, like a chain on or something. Like every time you take a video, like, Oh, here's Costco daddy. And now you get recognized. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta think of a way to take it up like one more little level. I'm just saying. All right. I'm going to go search that handle right now while you talk right. about your third, your All third right. star. Thank you for that All tip. Right. I like that. All right. Costco What's your daddy? third star? Go. My third star is uh on a day. Armas, uh, the most beautiful girl in the world, my celebrity crush. I got asked like last night I was doing like a fun, there's a fun thing on on Instagram or what I, for anything really. It's this app where people can submit you like anonymous questions and comments and blah blah blah. And uh, I was like, you know what? I haven't done this in over a year. This is kind of fun. Sometimes it gets weird, but you can pick and choose what you reply to. And I like to have a lot of fun with it. So I was dicking around, and I did that. And someone was like, "Who is your celebrity crush? One, two, and three. I was like, "Well, number one is Ana de Armas, and there is no number two or number three. So. That's my boo. She doesn't know it yet, but she's also madly in love with me. Understandable. But I'm not for real. I'm shouting her out, though, because she's going to be on Saturday Night Live this week. And I haven't watched SNL in forever, but I will tune in for her because she is uh, perfection personified. Is Costco Daddy available? It is not. There, <laughs> there is a Costco Daddy handle. And how good is this? He hasn't posted. He's posted four videos. He hasn't posted. He's only posted. He hasn't posted in like two years. Yeah, he's and not he, the Costco daddy. He's just no, not. he he kind of is. His first four videos each have like hundreds of thousands of views. So like yeah, I got Costco daddy is his freaking name. I've got to steal that. I'm totally doing that. Also, too, Ana de, de Armas. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah, she's wow. Uh, she's a beautiful, beautiful gal. Well, you've got good taste, friend. Holy Thank you. Moses. I, I mean, gotta... it's, it's the rest of the world that also agrees. That's so not like I'm, you know. I'm like the one guy finding like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, uh, <laughs> Which, it reminds me, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I'm looking at her Wikipedia. I've got to finish war dogs. I haven't finished that yet. I gotta watch that. Oh yeah. That's that. for a while ago. Good movie. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'm going to go entertainment and my second star of the week is, you know, Joey has so many great like suggestions for TV shows. I'm still watching last of us. Um, it's really good. I'm on episode six now. Um, I love it. It's so good. So good. I totally get the hype for what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Love that. guy. Oh, he's incredible. And he's he's awesome. He's in like his, like, uh, like Burt Reynolds when he was like in his prime, everyone's like, I fucking like this dude's like a stud and he can Mm -hmm. act and everyone loves him. He's in like the Burt Reynolds phase of his career. I'm loving it because he's awesome. So I was going to say this is, um, my second star is there's new episodes on Peacock. Have I talked with this show before? Uh, It's called escape to the chateau. You have not um, talked about this. Okay. So we talked about some heavy stuff in this episode, right? And mm-hmm. um, there's just, there's, you know, there's some great shows out there, but they, a lot of them tend to be super dramatic or like, you know, we'll watch some Bravo shows and it's a lot of yelling and drunkenness and screaming and drama. So we found this show during the pandemic. It's called Escape to the Chateau and it's on Peacock and yeah. it is a reality show. Um, and it's based on these two celebrities from from England. Um, one guy, remember the show Junkyard Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so one of the guys was got famous on that show. Um, his name is Dick Strawbridge, and he's <laughs> come on, man. he's in, he's yeah, he's 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 incredible. He's awesome. He's an engineer. He can do anything. Well, he married right. He started to date. Um, a, another celebrity on, on British reality TV who was a designer. I, I forget what she was on some design show, but she's very like, she's got a very like retro look, like very like almost like 1920s type look. Um, and, and 
what they did was, I guess a lot of British people go to France and they buy old castles, chateaus for like nothing, like, you know, a couple hundred thousand euros, which is basically like three, four hundred thousand dollars. Right. And these things are huge and, but they need to be fixed up and they buy them to live in, turn them into like event venues, that sort of stuff. So this show follows along with this journey of this couple um, buying a chateau, finding it, they have young children and then their children grow up. They fix it. They do all these things. It's incredible. It kind of documents the entire journey of making this thing. And, and, sh- and she's an incredible designer. She does all this crazy stuff at the Chateau. He can do anything and fix anything. But the best part about it, it is, it is the most positive, happy thing. Like they're just happy, fun people who are doing positive things everything and i'm sure there's i'm sure just like any family there's I mean, behind the scenes i'm sure there's like you know kids getting yelled at and that sort of stuff nothing bad but like you can tell these people are just genuinely happy people living out their dream it is my wife and i it's our favorite show we put it on at night we we fall asleep to it but we also watch it intensely and they released a new season out of the blue and we found it yesterday and we could nice. not have been happier season nine of this show. Oh my God. If, I can watch nine seasons. How jealous are you that I can start over and all of it's new and I have nine seasons to watch. We are on, you know, seasons one through eight. We yeah. are on like the third or fourth round. Oh, uh, okay. Got you. So it's, you have a lot, you have a lot to, to, to watch. Yeah. We've watched it all like three, four oh, times, oh, all of it. Oh, okay. Got you. So episode, you know, season nine is awesome to have. And then anyway, we love it so much and I'll watch it continually forever because it's just such a feel good. And they do so much stuff. You miss things, you know, like, oh, I forgot when they did that. Anyway, if you're looking for something that's just wholesome and happy and actually really fun to watch and like interesting. Check this out. Escape to the Chateau um, with Dick and Angel, right? Her name's Angela. She goes by Angel. She's awesome. It's, it's just it's, it's great. New episodes drop. That's my second star. Well, I have to ask you really quick because you mentioned that you will like fall asleep to it. Are you a TV on while you sleep guy? I'm I'm 50 50. My wife is. So, you know, it happens. Um, I 50 percent of the time do it. So my wife usually falls asleep first and I'll shut it off and then go to sleep. But then sometimes I hit the timer and I fall asleep. So interesting. Kind of depends. What about you? But we're sound machines, TV, everything. It's crazy. I am a TV off pitch black, like make the room as dark as possible and yep. then also make it as cold as possible. And that's how I, that's how Check. I get sleep on. I'm into right. that. Yep, absolutely. All right. So what's your second star? My second star, uh, speaking of just being happy and having a good time was bourbon fest. So the new yeah. Orleans, the new Orleans bourbon festival was this past weekend. Uh, I got signed up to be a judge I'm a freaking idiot because I thought I was there to judge bourbon. And I was like, I'm in for the long haul. Here we go. Like there's a lot of, uh, I mean, like pretty much every bourbon company you can think of was there. There's a lot of vendors um, and a lot of food vendors as well. And so my buddy didn't tell me. So I'm there and I'm like getting ready. And I'm like, I think I'm going to grab so that there's these, uh, this is hot dog place. You can find them like mostly in the French quarter in New Orleans called Lucky Dog. I love Lucky Dog. I think they're delicious. It's a very simplistic hot dog, you know, ketchup, mustard. I put some onions on there, whatever. But they were there and they're there for free because every vendor there was just handing out food. And so I talked to my buddy. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go get a Lucky Dog in pregame for all the judging. And he looked at me kind of funny. He was like, all right. And so I go, I get one, I crush it. And then I'm like, all right, like I got something in my belly. I'm good to go. He's like, okay, cool. Let's start over here at this food vendor. 
And I was like, we're judging bourbon. He's like, no, dude, like you can drink all the bourbon you want. We're here to judge the food. And I was like, so you're telling me that I just pre-gamed judging like 30 different food vendors by crushing a hot dog. And that's why he looked at me funny and even say anything. He's like, I just thought you were really hungry, man. So anyways, it was a, it was a great time. We ate a lot of really, really good food. There's this uh, barbecue place called BRQ uh, based out of Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana. And they came up and they were the best. They did like this, uh, this pork belly that they had been uh, cooking for seven days and they had like a sweet <laughs> potato. I'm in. It was so good. And they did like these collard greens that were incredible. And they did a sweet potato puree to go with the pork belly. Dude, it was, it was next level. Like everything else there was okay. Food wise. I'm like, Oh, you know, things were somewhere like so over the top. It actually wasn't good. There was one place that had like a meat cone. So it was like a meat, like ice cream cone with like this, uh, this like uh, pickled cabbage on top. But it was actually like it was like so much happening at once and it wasn't even really that good. But I like the idea of it. But so anyways, long story short, those guys won. Bourbon Fest was great. Um, I got annihilated drunk. Shocker. Left the festival, <laughs> went to a bar, continued drinking beers there, um, did not make it back for night two and ended up just uh, laying low at home all day. And I slept for like 13 hours because my body was just a wreck. But, yeah, it was a really good time. Note is. You know, I need to come. So Joey, and it's, I can't think of another way to say it, but the, like he, he's a non-pretentious food influencer and um, you can come in. My kids are start, they're home from school. I hear. Um, yeah. Yep. So he's a non-pretentious food influencer and he, I need to come with you like as your cameraman on like <laughs> some of these food influencer events. Yeah. It'd be a good time. We should do it. So. Anyway, all right. So my my number number one star of the week is yelling at a thirteen year old referee. Um, so here's what happened: is we had a playoff game that I, I previewed this in the last episode for flag football. We had a, a playoff game on on Friday night, this past Friday night, and it was against our our neighbors team basically right so a rivalry team game, and we had hey hold on my kids are coming home from school what's up honey? you're good you're good it's all right. You can, we can leave this in the podcast. What? No, we're leaving it all in. Oh, yeah. How was school? Come say hello. Come see. Come see. see. Speak in this microphone and say, hello, Joey. Hello, Joey. Hi. <laughs> can you say hello? Yeah. We're in the depths, officially. How was school? How was school? Good. It was good? <laughs> can you say, go Kraken? No. <laughs> oh. You better good say Good vibes it. only. Good vibes only. Can you say, come here. Come here. Can you say, go Kraken? Oh God! Wow, she's some really putting the negative juju on the team over here. Guess who's not getting dinner tonight? <sighs> Charlotte. Back to, back to the pre-merch days where the kids are just starving. <laughs> so, <laughs> rivalry game. We're yeah. we're playing this game, and it was um, it was pretty intense. Our our flag football team is so proud of them. Uh, they did a great job, played a great game, and we were ahead by a touchdown. And the referee in this league was is a 13 year old kid and the refs were not good. And they, they, this kid, he, he refed a game that we played last season and he blew three phantom whistles and he's 13, oh. you know? So like, it's not his fault. It's more like the league's fault for having a 13 year old referee, but they can't find referees. So this kid, here's what's going on. Is we're trying to run the clock out, right? We're trying to run yeah. the clock out. So in our flag football league, there's certain areas on the field where it's a pass only zone. You can only pass there, but it's a very small sp- spot. 
It's like five yards out from midfield. Okay. So in the middle of the game, you're trying, I'm, I'm trying to call plays, juggle the kids and you can't really see the markers all that well. So I don't know exactly. So I asked the refs questions. I'm like, Hey ref, are we, are we, can we run or pass here? Can we do either one? So we're trying to run the clock out. And I get, one of our kids goes, Hey ref, can we run the ball? He's like, yeah. And then we, we clarified, Hey, can we run the ball? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So we run the ball. The ref on the other side of the field throws a flag. The coach on the other side, the other team Whoa. goes, he starts screaming. He's like, wow, well, well, you, you can't run. You can't run the ball there. And I was like, wait. And I started, and this is in front of like 50 or 60 parents. Yeah. And it's intense and all these kids. I'm like, wait. And I was like, you just, you I pointed at the ref. I'm like, you just said we could run. And he looked like he had this like just dead blank stare. Oh, like no. I was like, you just told us we could run the ball at that. Like, that's what we, like we said. The other coach is like, you better learn the rules before you go play the next team in the playoffs. And it was like super intense. So what I did was I, yeah, I said, intense. I went to the ref and I, I told, and I said, we're replaying this down. I took the ball and I'm put back in the line of scrimmage and we replayed the down. I just forced it to happen. And nobody said anything. Yeah. That's not on you at all. That's ridiculous. So we did it. And then I'm talking to the ref again. And we all we had to do is get like a, you know, we had to just do one forward pass and that was it. And, um, so our center goes a foot over the line of scrimmage and catches a pass, basically like a three foot pass. And they're like, you gotta do that. I was like, was he over the line of scrimmage? So the game ended so crazily, so weird. Jesus. It took me, it took me two days to like decompress from that. Cause I like, I felt horrible even though we won. So long story short, I yelled at a 13 year old referee, but we move on and we're in the final four and we Hell play yeah, this Friday against a uh, kick-ass really good team that beat us before. Um, we only scored a touchdown when at the end of the game, we started to go no huddle and they couldn't keep up with us and we scored. So we're going chaos mode all Friday night. We're painting our hair blue for the, uh, cause we're the green wave. So blue and green, and we're going to go ham. I'm probably going to crush a beer beforehand and we're just going to go ham. And, and if we lose, we lose, but we're going to try and win this bitch. You kids need, are out the room. That, that was fantastic. You need to, uh, I need photos of the blue and green hair. I need, I need all that, please. Well, I will share this with you. I'll put this out. If we win the game, first of all, I lose that attitude. It's when we win the game. After after Friday night's over, there's no this first time in a month and a half, two months, no soccer at all for the rest of the weekend. We have free Saturday and Sunday. Like this is crazy. What are you gonna do with all that time? Take care of the kids, but other than that, not play <laughs> soccer or football. So if we and also too, when we win on Friday night, at we go immediately after and playing the championship game. So it's all going to be settled on mm -hmm. Friday night. So long story short is we win on Friday night. We win any game on Friday night. I'm drinking hardcore and I'm okay. putting, I'm putting pictures out on the Kraken pod. Okay. I'm into it. I'm rooting. I mean, I already, already was rooting for um, your team, but I'm rooting extra hard. I want the blue hair. I want you drunk. And I want uh, I, I want all the evidence over there. That's fantastic. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a point to 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 do lots of video. But uh, so that's big. <laughs> My sporting world is hockey and flag football for the kids. Yes. And I know in Seattle though a new sports season is starting, which is your number one star. What is it? Yes. My number one star of the week is the, is the freaking Seattle Mariners. Um, spring training is wrapping up really soon. I cannot believe that this season is going to be here already. Even though I am. I had to rank like my enthusiasm over like the off season moves. It's like below average. Like I'm not overly happy with the team. 
addressing uh, their needs. But I've already done the typical Seattle thing where I've already started to talk myself into like Jared Kelnick having a breakout season. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We might not have gotten the uh, the extra outfielder we needed, but that's okay because Kelnick's going to hit 320 with like 30 bombs. So, anyways, I've already started to do the typical Seattle sports fan thing. I'm just really excited, man. Like, I saw what this team did last year. Um, every Mariners fan slash baseball fan saw what they did as well. They broke the playoff drought. Um, I, it's just a really solid squad and any chance for me to say, fuck the Astros, I am all in on. So I'm excited. Like baseball season is around the corner, which means that summer is around the corner. So I'm here for it. Uh, let's go Mariners. I love it. And that I also too reminded myself is I, I I'm going to try my best to keep up with baseball this season. I do love baseball. I mean, I, I like it. I, I start to love it when I actually pay attention to it and I need to make a point to pay attention to it. My father-in-law loves baseball, so I, I need to pay attention to it. And, yeah. uh, and maybe, maybe I'll try and watch some Mariners games and see what's up, you know, like maybe- it's a really exciting team. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I'm obviously a freaking Homer here, but Julio Rodriguez is the best slash most exciting player in baseball. I think he's like 20 years old. And he is the uh, he's a center fielder for the Mariners. And so if you want to watch a team and hook your wagon to a team, uh, watch them because that kid is exciting as hell. He hits, he plays defense, he steals bases, he's fast as hell. He plays loose, is fun. He's he's like always joking around and just got a smile on his face. He's a, he's a great kid. So let's let's hopefully the Mariners get off to a hot start, crack and make the playoffs. First ever NHL playoff game in Seattle. Well, I'm sorry, I, mean, I don't That's know. Metropolitans, come on, we've gone over the history. I, I know, I know, I know. But okay, okay, okay. Modern era, yes, modern era. Yes. Asterisk. So you've got a hot, you got a hot Mariners team cracking in the playoffs, upset special, playoff special. They beat Minnesota, and then the city is just chaos and just on fire in a good way. That's my hope. That's my dream. That's my wish for it. Seattle. Okay, good. I'm into it. I'm into it. Awesome. All right. Well, cool. Well, that's that's it for episode 69, dude, of uh, the Kraken Pod, and we're gonna work on some things this week. I think the don't worry about them. They're they're a playoff team. Um, we definitely still need to get some wins, right? But as long as we, I say, as long as we go 50, 50, right through the rest of the way, we're going to be just fine. All right. So have faith in your Seattle Kraken. They will get it done, but we definitely need a hot goaltender. Thank you so much for listening to the Kraken pod. Uh, definitely keep up with us at Kraken pod across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. as long as it's still around and not banned um you know make sure you check us out there and, and when you leave those reviews for us wherever you listen to this podcast whether it's on uh, spotify or apple podcasts anything like that just just hit that five star really appreciate that yeah we need more of those more five star reviews please let's do it let's do it let's do it um looking forward to next week and this week of seattle crack and hockey and also too i mean pretty much it's a lock right i mean the chirp of the week is, is it a lock? It's gotta be a lock. It's a lock. Okay. The chirp of the week is something where we highlight chirps from the NHL. And that is where players yell and swear and talk trash to each other on the ice. And I mean, we just have to do this. So have a great week. Let's go Kraken. Thanks for listening to the Kraken pod. Joey and I really appreciate you very much. Here is the Kraken pod chirp of the week. You effing suck. Tanev and, is that Loisan below? Is that who has the puck right now?